This is London Airport. Will the good-looking but shy young bachelor who just arrived on flight 217 please come to the information desk where he will find me more than interested. Yes, he's back, and with him, a life of bliss. Being the first episode in a brand new biographical series about Bachelor Bliss. With Brenda Bruce as Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, Percy Edwards as Psyche the Dog, Muriel Pavlo as Tina Holliday, and George Cole as the man himself, David Alexander Bliss. First, a quick word with David's old headmaster. I gather, sir, that being shy, David was slow to speak out. Uh, yes, and it, it once led me to cane the wrong boy. Timkins, I said, you've been reported to me for cheating. Gave the boy six of the best. Halfway out of the door, he turned back and said, Sorry to mention it, sir, but my name's Bliss. Another brief insight to his character from an ex-girlfriend. David's quite passionate secretly. I know because he kept it from me for over six months. Turning to you, Mrs. Fellows, would you tell us what David's really like? I wouldn't dream of telling you. After all, he is my brother. Mr. Fellows, um, would you tell us what he's like? Not likely. I'm happily married to his sister. Mr. Hood, as David's boss, would you tell us what he's... I am not in the habit of using that kind of language in public. And with that, back to London Airport to join Anne and Tony Fellows for The Homecoming. Passengers travelling to Beirut on flight 730 should now proceed to gate number 5. Masses of people seem to be leaving the country. Yes, so I can't believe they've all heard David's back. Do you think he'll have changed after three years out east? No, but I doubt if the east will ever be the same again. Well, his firm wouldn't have sent him out there if they hadn't thought something about him. Yes, that it was either him or them. I say, Psyche's getting restive, look. Well, she's excited at the thought of seeing her master again, aren't you? Hmm? <laughs> I can't understand what's holding him up. Ah, there he is now. Oh, oh, yes, looking round for us. Over David, here, David. 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 We're here. Now, what's he doing? Heading for that couple over there. Tapping the woman on the shoulder. Swinging his arms round her. Kissing her. Turning red on realising it isn't you. Apologising for his mistake. Now flinging an arm round the man's shoulder and hugging him. Apologising for that mistake. How did he starting away? Forgetting he's put his bag down at his feet. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, picking himself up again. <laughs> Trying to look as if he didn't care. Failing miserably. Looking round for us again. Oh, he hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> David! David, we're here. I think he's spotted us now. Yes, yes here he comes. Hello, Poppy. Hello, Anne. Hello, oh, hello it's lovely oh, to see you. Hello, hello, Psyche. Have you missed me, then? Psyche? I don't believe she recognises me. Psyche! It's me, David. Well, of course it's me. Well, I ought to know. If you don't believe me, here's my passport. Look. Well, my fault for showing it to her. I do look like a criminal. <laughs> David, there's something worth a glance if you've never seen one before. Straight ahead there. A girl in a miniskirt. Oh, gosh. Mm. I say. Good gracious. <laughs> now I've seen everything. <laughs> No, it's not that short. Well, that's not what I meant. 
And it's no good trying to shock me because those days are over. It's different when you're young with lovely long legs, but miniskirts are not for me. I should jolly well think not. I've got very nice legs. Yes, I know, but I still prefer the skirt you've got on, even if your legs are a different length. <laughs> even if you have got mini legs. Yeah, no, 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 never mind. I'll start again. You look jolly nice in the skirt you're wearing, even if you are getting... <laughs> Now she recognizes you. <laughs> come on, then. Up you come. Yes, I, yeah, yes, I, I know. I, I, I love you, too. All, all right, all right. That's enough, Psyche. Psyche. She's saying it for us, Poppins. You're saying what? Welcome home. <laughs> Well, it's jolly nice of you and Tony to let me stay here till I find a flat hand. Well, it's lovely having you here. I've got your old phone book out, so you can let all your girlfriends know you're back. Oh, for goodness sake, I've only been back a day. Yes, but you must let them know. Well, I'm going to take my time before I do anything. That's all right, they must know that already. I doubt if they'd even remember me after three years. On the contrary, you're not the sort of person people forget easily. Even so, I'm in no hurry to get involved. You will be when you spend an evening or two with Tony and me. We're in a terrible rut at the moment. No, oh, I don't believe that. Believe me, it's true. We haven't had a good row for ages. Well, that's bad. No rows and you miss all the fun of making up afterwards. Oh, yes, I see. Tony and I need livening up. And you're just the person to do it. Yeah, I say, that's very flattering. Well, after all, you're bound to cause a row before long. That's very true. But no. Tony's made me very welcome and I wanted to stay that way. Then I shouldn't say anything about his suit. His suit? Tailor-made. I was afraid you were going to mention it at breakfast this morning, and that might have started him off again. Well, why on earth should mentioning his suit start a row? Because when he first told me what it was going to cost, I light-heartedly remarked that for that money he could have bought me five dresses and a couple of handbags into the bargain. Well, what did he say? That he only had two suits to his name, that he was ashamed to be seen in either of them, that he had to have something decent to wear for business, that I had a wardrobe full of dresses, that I was never satisfied, that he'd sacrificed everything to give me and the children a lovely home, not to mention a car to drive us around in, that he'd never spent a penny on himself, that he could have been a rich man if he hadn't married, and that there were times when he wished that he hadn't, and this was one of them, and that I made him late for the office, that it wasn't the first time either, and that if I was going to make a habit of it, there'd soon be no money, no car, and no home. <laughs> Yes, but what did he say that started the row? <laughs> no, no, seriously, though, I, I'm surprised at Tony. Don't be silly. It was only because he felt guilty about it, and there's no reason to. I couldn't wish for a more generous husband. At least I could, but only because I'm even more selfish than he is. <coughs> oh, good gracious, that'll be him now, and I haven't even started supper. You'll have to keep him happy for me. Yes, righto. I'll start off by complimenting him on his suit. <laughs> Don't say that, not even in fun. Hello there. Hello, Hello darling. Tony. <laughs> Sorry to rush away, darling. I've got nothing in the oven. Oh, let's hope it's something good. Well, David, oh boy, what? Nothing in the oven? No, we were so busy talking, she forgot the time. How went your day at the office, Tony? Oh, all right, you know. By the way, what you, uh, what you think of the suit? Oh, I wish you hadn't mentioned that. Huh? I mean... <laughs> mention, mention what? And that's all that about. Well, she thinks I'm going to cause a row. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, now, that's very interesting. Why should she think that? Oh, you don't want to take any notice of her. After all, she's only a dog. <laughs> You're like Psyche, shut up. I've got enough trouble on my hands. What trouble, exactly? Well, none at the moment, but you know what I'm like. Yeah, you've been away so long, I'd rather forgotten, but you're hoping to bring it back. <laughs> you also reminded me that you said you and Anne had been busy talking. Yes, but if you think we were talking about that, you're wrong. About what? 
whatever it was you think we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, did you, you know, that is about the nicest suit I've ever seen. And that, by the way, was what I meant. But, but I wish you hadn't mentioned it, because it makes me feel such a tramp. It does, too. Uh, yeah, not too bad, is it? Well, it's perfect. Uh, it ought to be. It was expensive enough. And so I gather. <laughs> From Anne? No, 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 from the material. Honestly, Tony, you have got a suspicious mind. Expensive, perhaps, but uh, still value for money. Uh, quite a bargain by several row standards. Guess what it costs? Well, I haven't the foggiest idea. No, I have a guess. Well, if it cost anything less than 50 handbags, it was a bargain. <laughs> anything less than 50 dresses. Now it all comes back to me. <laughs> the human crossword puzzle with built-in clues. Yes, slips, yes, Tony, but not clues. Anne was telling me what a lovely lot of clothes you buy her. Oh, you don't think I'm fool enough to believe that? Well, it's up to you. But I'll, I'll tell you something else she said, if you like. Oh, uh, what? That she couldn't wish for a more selfish husband. <laughs> I couldn't have... I thought as much. So she's been moaning on to you about well, it She all has it. not been moaning on to me. She said she couldn't wish for a more generous husband. Oh, uh, fighting back, eh? Oh. <laughs> all right, good for you. It's a change for the better. <laughs> oh, jolly good. You know, I, uh, I think I'll give my, one of my girlfriends a ring. Why the sudden change of mind? I think it'll be safer. But, I mean, not, not to leave it too long. I'm sure you're right. Your phone book. Oh, thanks, Anne. Do you really believe they'll remember me after three whole years? I'm sure they've been sitting by the phone just waiting for you to ring. Well, in that case, they'll be in no state to answer it. Why? Cramp. <laughs> now, the problem is which one to pick out of... Five, ten, three, twenty-three, twenty-four... Twenty-six possibles. Oh, that's all right. Tony met most of them, so he can help you choose, can't you, darling? Oh, good heavens, what little I remember about them isn't going to help him. <laughs> right, we're off. Maxine Avery. Tallish auburn hair, greeny blue eyes, perfect complexion with a figure to match. <laughs> oh, if that's any help, of course. Well, no need to look any further. <laughs> Veil 1014. No doubt about it, she's the girl for me. Providing you can come to some agreement with her husband. Hmm? Oh, yes, that goes without... Married? About six months ago. Well, she must have slipped away from the phone for a few minutes then. <laughs> Still, never mind. Plenty more where she came from. Twenty-five more, in fact. Of course. Bunty Blythe. Now, she's very pretty. And very married. Oh, gosh, yes. One of the most married... Her, too? Oh, well, I've still got another twenty-four to go, so who's worried? Jean Impey. She's gone. I'm worried. Of course. Eleanor J. I don't remember her. Don't remember Eleanor? No. What does she look like? No good asking me. I don't remember her either. <laughs> But if she's still single, I'm going to propose now. Uh, no, 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 wait a moment. Married, eh? Not as far as I know, but you know who she is? Louis J's daughter, rich industrialist and local celebrity. Well, I couldn't have picked myself a better father-in-law. Now, 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 tell me about Eleanor. Is she attractive? I can't say I remember her all that clearly. But she's sound in wind and limb. Oh, yes. Well, that's good enough for me. No, 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 wait. All right, so she has a bit of trouble with her breathing, but nobody's perfect. <laughs> Joking aside... I've been buttering Louis J up for the past 18 months in the hope that he'll put some business my way. Now, I gather I'm already in favor with him, and I wouldn't want anything to happen to change that. Oh, gosh, nor would I. Right, that's settled then. Eleanor J's out. <laughs> so, who's next? Oh, 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 so that's what you meant. Ah, you, you may be right at that. Um, yeah, I say. Hmm? Annabelle Linden. Now, she's jolly attractive. Yeah, but hang on a sec. All right, I can guess. Her father could be important to you, too. No, no, but this call could be important to you. And I've suddenly remembered a rather apt remark I made in the dim distant past. Oh, what was that? That Edison Bell did you a disservice when he invented the telephone. Oh, yes, so you did. 
Still, those days are over. Famous last words and you're famous for them. Now, don't say that, Tony. It's enough to put anybody off. Oh, don't worry. It takes a lot to put me off these days. Ah, the number's ringing out. I, I must say, she's... Uh, Hello? Oh, it's her father. Though, hello, David Bliss here. Uh, is that you, Mr... Um, who am I ringing? <laughs> what do you mean? I've forgotten the girl's name. <laughs> Quickly, my phone book. All right, I'll look it up for you. At least say, hold on. Uh, hello? Uh, could you hold on a second, darling? I beg your pardon? I said, could you hold on, darling? Oh, uh, could you hold on, Mr... Um, um, you hold on, could you, sir? Have you found it yet? She's the one below Eleanor J. The one below... Uh, ah... Annabelle Linden? Yes, of course. Hello? I'm sorry about that. Is that you, Annabelle? David here. Idiot, her father. Is that Annabelle's idiot father? <laughs> uh, are you Mr. Linden's father? That would make me her grandfather, and he's been dead these past 15 years. Oh, dear. I am sorry to hear that. Uh, who's speaking, then? Annabelle's father. Uh, oh, so it is you, Mr. Linden. I didn't think you sounded dead enough to be her grandfather. Um, what was the name again? Oh, my name, you mean? Oh, Edison Bell. Oh, crumbs. <laughs> David Crumbs. Oh, uh, Bliss. No, I, I don't know what you must think of me. It's fairly straightforward. <laughs> Who can blame you? Uh, Mr. Linden, is Annabel there by any lucky chance? No, uh, she's gone abroad for two years. She has? I uh, left here two days ago to take up a post out east. Good gracious, that is a coincidence. I came back from there yesterday, so I only just missed her. Then she's had a lucky escape. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Mr. Linden. Well, how was that? I told you I'd changed, and I have in a way. Convince us. Well, I've faced up to the fact that I am what I am. That must have taken great courage. I never look back, and I press on regardless. Yes, well, you can press on after supper. I've had a quick glance through your phone book. It's there, look. Oh, right. Well, I've still got another 22 to go. 14. I found eight more marrieds. Well, as many as that, eh? You know, I may have faced up to the fact that I am what I am, but my biggest problem still lies ahead. Which is? Finding somebody to face it with me. <laughs> Forty-eight hours either on the phone or waiting for it to ring, and out of the original 26 possibles, not one's found it possible to face it with me. You know, it's funny, but in a way, I I've solved the problem of picking up the threads of my old life again. Back three days, and I'm threadbare. Hey, I'm sounding cheerful enough about it. I know, and don't think it isn't a strain. Well, no, now look, look, why not give Eleanor J a ring? Well, you said you didn't want me to go out with her because... No, because it might spoil my chances with her father, I know. But I, I didn't mean it seriously. You didn't? No, well, of course not. Bless your heart, the fact that I'm your brother-in-law would count in my favour if he ever got to know you really well. Oh, that's jolly nice of you. It put business my way out of sympathy. <laughs> go on, go on, give her a ring. But take it steady. Know thine enemy. The phone? No. Ah, no, my phone book. Ah, yes. I, I, I do remember Eleanor now, you know. Shortish... Brunette. Tallish redhead. Yes, that's her. <laughs> I'm bound to know her when I see her. Veil 2113. Now, don't let her know you've forgotten her or you won't get the chance to see her. You're forgetting. I've had two whole days to work out what I'm going to say. Oh, so you'd already decided to ring her? No, decided on a set routine to cover all of them. You're starting by recognising her voice. That's safe enough, then. Remembering everything about her. And if pressed for details? Answering in general terms. The prettiest girl I've ever seen, the biggest personality, greatest charm, etc., etc. Well, I should say the etc. till you meet, otherwise you'll have nothing left to say. Oh, that's a point. Anything else? Not a thing. You're obviously learning. Well, necessity's the mother of invention. And desperation's an even better mother. Vail, two double one three. Oh, hello, mother. Yeah, um, hello. <laughs> Eleanor. Yeah, David here. How jolly nice to hear you. Now hold on while I bang the phone. There's an awful noise 
on the line. Oh, right. Ah, that's better. Now then, where were we? I was just saying how lovely it was to hear you again. I'm surprised you could hear me with all that crackling going on. Ah, but it was all right at this end, and I recognized your voice the moment you spoke. You did? Yes, even after all this time. I remember everything about you, too. What do you remember? That you're the prettiest crackling I've ever seen. <laughs> um, the uh, prettiest girl I've ever crackled. Uh, the, the... Prettiest girl you've ever seen? Yes, and what's more, you've got the biggest et I've ever known. <laughs> uh, the, um... Biggest personality. Greatest charm. Compliments I can never have enough of. But I'll just have to interrupt because there's something I've simply got to ask you. Oh, what's that? Who are you? Who am I? If you don't know, we're lost. <laughs> oh, it's me, David. David Bliss. I've just got back from out east. Are you sure you remember me? You're the very first person I've rung up. How awful. Because I don't remember you at all. Oh, don't let that worry you. About six of the others I rang up didn't remember me either. I mean... She's the first girlfriend you rang. She's the first girlfriend I rang. Who is? You is. What a fascinating conversation. Yes, well, uh, couldn't we continue it over dinner one night? Now, you don't expect me to say yes, so I'll surprise you. Yes, when? Tomorrow night? Oh, hold on. I'll have to consult my flatmate. Sheila? Sheila? That's something else I don't remember. Her living in a flat. And I definitely haven't got the address. Oh, meet outside. Hello. Uh, could we make it Thursday night? Yes. Uh, could we meet outside your flat? <laughs> um, meet at the Rothschild at, say, um, half past seven? All right, then. Should be fun. Bye, David. Goodbye, Eleanor. Tony, if you ever see me pick up the phone again, chop my hand off. <laughs> oh, what are you worrying about? You muddled through. Heaven knows how, but you did. Oh, it's a specialty of mine. You're right, though. All I've got to do when I get to the Rothschild is to look out for a shortish brunette. Tallish redhead. Tallish redhead. <laughs> but apart from that, my troubles are over. Except that she'll expect you to talk romantically about the wonderful times you spent together. Hello, my troubles are back. I, I don't even remember her, let alone what we did together. I know, but you can get round that easily enough. Well, I like no how. By making full use of her inevitable feminine romanticism. Set the ball rolling with a nice negative bit of mush and leave the rest to her. For example, I'll, I'll never forget that beautiful night when we went for a long walk in the moonlight. Oh, yes, I, I get it. And you think she'll remember one for me? Bound to and in detail. There isn't a woman living who hasn't got every romantic moment and date engraved on our heart. I say, that's a marvellous idea. The vaguer the remark, the better. I know, that's the beauty of it. Now, let's see, there must be thousands of them I could use. Um, I'll never forget that glorious night I drove you down to the coast. Fine, then she'll remember you didn't have a car when you knew her. All right, then, that glorious night... We walked down... No, no, no. Then she'll remember it's 50 miles from here. <laughs> Flounce out, tell her father, and Bango's your chance of getting any business from him. I'll ring her up and cancel No, it. I don't think that'll be necessary. After all, you've got two whole days to work a few out. Yes, but come to think of it, it might be better not to work them out and leave it to the inspiration of the moment. Remembering what I said earlier on. Meaning what? Desperation's an even better mother. <laughs> Yes, dear, sweet, generous Sheila. Now what? A few dabs of your new French perfume. <laughs> All right, if you'll tell me where you're going tonight. I've told you. David Bliss rang me the other evening and asked me out to dinner. Mmm, what a gorgeous smell. Yes, but who is he? I'm afraid I can't tell you that. Why? Is it a secret? No, but it was quite a mystery until he called me Eleanor. 
Eleanor? Yes, you know, Eleanor J., the girl who used to have this flat. And you know what that means. What? That he's never met me in his life. <laughs> in other words, you're going on a blind date. Yes. But he doesn't know that yet. You're taking a terrible risk, Tina. After all, boy, you know he might be some awful. Having talked to him on the phone, I've never felt safer. Besides, I couldn't resist it after what he said. What was that? That he recognized my voice the moment I spoke and that he remembers everything about me. Good evening, waiter. My name's Bliss. I uh, booked a table for... Uh, yes, monsieur. Your lady friend, she is sitting now at your table. Uh, yes, but uh, which table? Uh, one where your lady friend, she is sitting, monsieur. Well, that's a great help. Uh, let's see now. Ah, yes. There she is. Hello, Eleanor. Sorry I'm a few minutes late. I couldn't get a taxi. Now then, let me look at you. Yes. You're exactly as I remember you. My name's Ursula, and my husband's standing right behind you. Oh, good gracious, is he? Oh, yes. Good evening, sir. I say, you are a size. I'm dreadfully sorry I've taken your place with your wife. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Your wife's such a dreadful mistake. I didn't realize. Ah, there you are. Oh, hello, Eleanor. I knew it must be you. Ah, so you did recognize me when you saw me. No, when I heard you. Now then, let me look at you. Yes. Yes, you're, you're exactly as I remember you. I am. Yeah, except that you've changed the colour of your hair. But it's always been blonde. It has? Always. Well, that's Tony's fault. I mean... Um, Who is Tony? My brother-in-law. And why is it his fault? Well, he said he remembered you as a redhead. And what did you say? Shortish brunette. Uh, blonde. And tallish. No, no, Tony got that wrong, too. Tony got it right. I am fairly tall. I say, are you really? Well, you, you certainly don't look it. Probably because I'm sitting down. <laughs> Probably. When you rang up, you said you remembered me. I know, and that's how I remembered you. How? Sitting down. <laughs> no, no, to be honest, I, I had forgotten you were tall. But I was right about you being the prettiest girl I've ever seen. But wrong about the etceteras? Oh, I haven't got around to them yet. <laughs> but don't worry, I'll cover them before the night's out. No, I, I do. <laughs> do remember you, though. And all the wonderful times we had together. Well, that is clever of you. Well, I have got a good memory. Not to mention an inventive mind. Well, you know what necessity is the mother of. Not that I need mother here when I'm out with you. You don't need to invent anything about you. You picture it all so clearly? Yes, yes, and especially... Especially that glorious night we walked down to the coast together. <laughs> you know, that glorious night we went for a long walk in the moonlight. Which night was that? Ah, oh, no, that's for you to remember. <laughs> uh, I mean, I want to see if you remember. You say we went for a long walk? Yes. In the moonlight? Yes. But that's so vague. I know, that's the beauty of it. Uh, the beauty of that night I'll never forget. Then you'd better tell me about it, because I'll never remember. Well, I'm sure it'll come back to you if you think for a moment. Yes, I'm sure it would. But you know, the memory I treasure most is the very first day we met. Well, which day was that? Ah, no, that's for you to remember. Well, it, it, um, it, it, was, it was a lovely day. Oh, no, that won't do. I want details. Where, when, the lot. Um, well, let me see it. Um, uh, monsieur, you would wish... Uh... Ah, there you are at last, waiter. Uh, so you're ready to order. No, but you couldn't have turned up at a better moment. <laughs> What's the matter, then? Did you hear... Yeah. 
I take it David's kept his date with Eleanor. Well, of course, they're halfway through dinner by now. Why? I had a drink with a chap called Clifton Royston on the way home, casually mentioned that David was going out with Louis J's daughter tonight and found myself skating on ice. You see, it turns out Eleanor's married. She can't be. Royston ought to know he works for Louis, one of his top men at theirs. Oh, dear, that's awful. Do you think he'll tell her father about well, it? Well, he made a great point of assuring me he wouldn't. Don't you worry, Tony, old chap, he said. You can trust me to be discreet, won't breathe a word to Louis, so the chances are he will. Yes, and even if he doesn't, there's always the chance of someone who knows her father spotting them together. I know, so the quicker we ring him at the Rothschild, the sooner he can get her out of there. I've got the number somewhere. I'm afraid you won't find it easy breaking the news that she's married. No, I'm afraid you won't. Me? You're his sister, and while you're about it, you may as well tell him the whole story. There's more? An 18-month-old baby son. Monsieur, he will also wish for coffee, madame. He's been called away to the phone, but I expect he'll... Ah, there you are, darling. Yes, here I am. You know coffee for me, waiter, and that'll be all, thanks. Bad news on the phone? A shock, certainly. But before we go any further, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Um, no, not that I can think of. Well, it's hardly the sort of thing you could forget. You see, it was my sister on the phone, and she had some rather interesting information for me. Is it something you can tell me? I can give you her exact words. Eleanor Jay, she said is now Mrs. Newcomb and has an 18-month-old baby. Oh, dear. I see. <laughs> no wonder you're in a state. You don't deny it, then? I'm not in a position to deny it. Don't you think it might have been fairer to, to, to have told me when I rang up? I wasn't in a position to. Have you told your husband you're out with me? I'm not in that happy position. Oh, no, no, no. Look, Eleanor, you may find it all very amusing, but I'm afraid I don't. In fact, I, I take a very poor view of it. No, not, 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 not that I'm a prude, at least I hope I'm not, but I haven't got any time for a wife who not only blatantly deceives her husband, but apparently hasn't the slightest conscience about it. Well, haven't you got anything to say? Only that I agree with you, but I think there's just one little thing to be said in my defense. Oh? Then what's that? I don't happen to be Eleanor Jay. And I couldn't care less what you think. I resent you ringing me up at home at this time of night. I resent your attitude. I'd rather have the receivers in than do business with you. And you can go to the devil. Who on earth was that? Louis J. He not only had the gall to deny David was out with Eleanor, but also accused me of spreading malicious rumors about her. And I don't need three guesses to realize how he came to hear about it either. No, nor do I. From the you can trust me to be discreet, Mr. Whatever his name yes. is. Oh, I'm sorry about it, darling. Only... Well, it's gone half past eleven, and I'm beginning to get worried about David. I could tell it was an awful shock when I told him, and you know what he's like when he gets really depressed. Yes, well, I'll give him a few more minutes and get the car out and drive along by the river. Oh! Hello, everybody. Oh, hope you haven't waited up for me. Well, naturally we have. I know you're putting a brave face on it, old lad, but it must have been a bit of a shock. What? Eleanor J being married. Oh, you don't want to worry about that. We had a marvellous evening together. She's marvellous. Don't want to worry about it. <laughs> oh, of course. You, you don't know, do you? It wasn't Eleanor at all. It's a girl called Tina Holliday. And... And you didn't think to ring us up and let us know? Oh, no, I... I, I, I knew it could wait till... Of all the stupid, moronic, boneheaded, bird-brained... Oh, come now, darling. It wasn't really David's fault. Oh, of course you would take his side, wouldn't you? You always do. That's why you like having him stay here, so you can gang up on me. And you know, come to think of it, you're right. It isn't his fault. It's yours for inviting him uh, to uh, stay No, no, no. Wait a moment, Tony. I'm terribly sorry about it, but you can't possibly blame Anne. Oh, yes, I can. Yes, I'm sure you oh, can. Yes, I know, I know, I know. I blame you for everything, don't I? I'm a tyrant. A little Hitler. 
You know, it's amazing. I've sacrificed everything to give you and the children a lovely home, not to mention a car to run you around in. And you repay me by implying that I'm a bullying browbart. No, 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 just a second, Adolf. I'm sure that... Uh, um... <laughs> Just a second, Tyrant. You were to Tony. You keep out of it. Now, darling, we mustn't quarrel in front of Dave. All right, then. All right. We'll save it up for later. Do you know something, David? I think it's safe to say that Tony and I are out of our rut. <laughs> Your master's late this morning, isn't he, Psyche? Morning, Anne. Sorry I didn't come down to breakfast, but after last night, I thought I'd better keep out of the way until Tony had gone. I don't go to the office on Saturdays. Oh, gosh, I didn't see you standing there. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry about last night. No, 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 no. I'm the one to say sorry. Yes, well, I think it's about time everybody stopped saying sorry. I said it to Tony, Tony said it to me, also to Louis J, and he said it to Tony. So there you are. There's nothing else to be sorry about. It's a beautiful day after the storm, everything's back to normal, and David's even found himself a new girlfriend. Oh, I say, that reminds me, I said I'd give her a ring this morning. Uh, remember thine enemy. Well, don't worry, I will. Not that I get into a muddle with her. I felt completely relaxed last night. Well, once I got over the ghastly shock of discovering she wasn't Eleanor J after all, I'd said such diabolical things to her. Still, after that, I talked my head off. Now, she's obviously a glutton for punishment because she encouraged me to talk. So, you see, I'm, I'm not likely to get muddled, even on the phone. Tina Holiday. Oh, hello, Glutton. Punishment here. Um, <laughs> hello, Ghastly. Enemy here. Um, hello, Diabolical. This is Eleanor. Um, no. That was A Life of Bliss, with George Cole as David Bliss, Brenda Bruce as Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, and Muriel Pavlo as Tina Holliday. Psyche and Percy Edwards are synonymous. Other parts were played by Peter Hawkins and Geraldine Moffat. A Life of Bliss is written by Godfrey Harrison and produced by John Browell. <laughs>